0: Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at mikefchen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten It is Thursday, September twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and calendar wise, in the next twenty fourth, we'll be having Big Ten football, but that is still up in the air as once again we have COVID release numbers and. We're going to get right into that because that is the biggest concerning part of what is going on right now is that, you know, the teams need to have the 5% ratio underneath it. They need to be underneath and the community ratio of seven and a half percent. So yesterday, Michigan State, who had already one time closed all their athletics, released their COVID numbers. They had 30. Positive athletes test out of 369 tests. So that's a percentage. We can live with that. That, I think, is very manageable, obviously. Uh, That would put them under what the rates are for the Big Ten that, that Kevin Warren has set out for everyone. And they'd be playing. They'd be good. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And let's go over and look at Penn State. Penn State released their numbers as well. They had twenty positives out of eight hundred and thirty point oh two percent. How about that? We can live with those numbers. We really can. Now, the, uh, the Michigan State's the the thirty out of three hundred and sixty nine. Uh, it seems like a higher number, but you know when you get closer to what Penn State, you know the Penn State testing numbers. Uh, I mean, Penn State tested two times what Michigan State did. So, uh, you know, to have only 20 positives out of there, that's pretty impressive. Penn State's they're doing the right thing. And once again, I'm going to stress this on you. Expect to see multiple Big Ten games being canceled. I don't think that they built in enough time, again, to actually have a buffer zone for this. Now look at the ACC. The ACC built in a buffer zone because, as I told you the other day, uh, Notre Dame and Wake Forest, they got their game canceled after seven players from Notre Dame uh, tested positive on Tuesday for coronavirus, making it a total of 11 over that course of time. South Florida actually ended up yesterday canceling their game for this coming weekend due to contact tracing, and fears of spreading the coronavirus. So this is going to happen. But going back to what the ACC did, the ACC actually built in an extra week between their end of regular season and their championship game because they had extra time. They started the season a little early. They're able to work this out. Now, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is a big deal, even if they were to... Cancel the game entirely for Notre Dame. I think that it would be fine. But when you look at the big picture stuff, now you're looking at their margin for having an extra game is razor thin. And they've got some big games coming up. Uh, Specifically, they've got a contest against Clemson. And then a couple weeks later, they play North Carolina. Now, here's the kicker what if those games get canceled? What does the ACC do? Because those games need to be played for both sides, I believe. The Wake Forest game, you know, Wake Forest not really a contender. I don't think that the college football playoff would really even consider Wake Forest in. They're not going to. They're just not good enough. Let's be real here. But Notre Dame is. Clemson is. And if North Carolina continues their growth under Mac Brown and Sam Howell, their quarterback, then there's a potential that North Carolina could be in the mix for a potential birth of the college football playoff. So this is something that really concerns me for the big 10. So again, I'm going to reiterate this and it's just the reality of things. Ohio state really is the lone contender this year inside the big 10. Now you could potentially add a Penn state and that's a big, if, if they get Micah Parsons back, I think that Penn state jumps immediately into those two teams where you say, all right, this is actually a team that could win it. Uh, They Obviously, they play Ohio State, and if they beat Ohio State in this shortened schedule, there's a potential that Penn State could be the team that represents the Big Ten inside the college football playoff for the odd 2020 season. But that's, right now, not a point because Parsons has not said anything to James Franklin. There's conversations, and I'll get into a little bit more of the the minutiae of those things in just a moment. But when you look at this, say, just let's just say that that game gets canceled for Ohio State early in the season, and there's not really room for them to add in another game because they shortened the schedule, because they waited, because they're not starting until late October. If this had done – if they had followed the the similar path of what the ACC did and started two weeks ago, then I think that we'd be having a different conversation right here because I still think that working in the eight-game schedule, if they wanted to – they originally had 10 in the second schedule release – Even if they try to do 10 in a championship game, or even if they said, you know what, let's put a pause on this. Let's continue to have teams practicing, practicing with pads so that we can get this thing going in a mere weeks if we need to. They didn't do that. There wasn't foresight about that. They were, Kevin Warren was very, very stubborn on his decision. And he said that he didn't want to revisit it, that this was it. And then five weeks later, he changed his mind. Oh, it wasn't just him. Obviously, it was the presidents and chancellors realizing that they were going to lose a hell of a lot of money. And I'll get into a little bit of that as well. But again, back to the COVID stuff. You're 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 going to have to expect that the Big Ten's going to lose games. And will the college football playoff look upon a team in the Big Ten if they're undefeated but they only have six games under their belt? Let's say even seven, because you make it to championship weekend. The schedule is played for nine. Other schools around the country are going to get 10, potentially 11 games in. Is that going to affect the college football playoff committee? Who knows? I think it will. I don't think there's enough data points. I think seven games wouldn't be enough if you're comparing them to a 10-game a team, a team that's able to get through 10 games. I don't know. That's something that we need to monitor big time. Because it's going to happen. Let's be real. There are going to be games canceled in the Big Ten. It's going to happen. It's happening all across the country. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. All right. So yesterday there was an exemption filed uh, to have teams under 500 go to Bulls. Yep. Not happy about this. I think it's an earned right. Uh, I'm going to get into a little bit more of this on the basketball side of things in, uh, in a little bit as well. Because there are some news over there coming out of Iowa City, but I, I hate it. I don't think that a you know when you look at it. Uh, okay, so let's stay in the Big Ten and say the Fighting I go three and five. They're able to play all their games, and then they go they they win their Champions Week contest and go four and five. Is is that really a Is that really a deserving team to go to a bowl game? Is it? I mean, great for the program, great for the Big Ten. It's a money thing. Let's be real here. This is about money, once again. And I don't think that a team like an Illinois or whoever it may be, uh, say even a Rutgers or a Maryland, say one of those teams, you know, is able to get four wins and have a four and five record at the end of this. if 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 they're able to run through the schedule without any hiccups. I don't I, – personally, I, I wouldn't really put much onus on it. I don't think it's uh, – it, it's something that should happen. I, I really don't. I think that they should keep it the way it is and just move on. This year is going to be weird, as it is. I mean – Bowl games, typically, they don't, not all of them make a lot of money. They're not all sellouts. I could see a lot of these bowl partners just saying, hey, you know what? For the year, we're just not going to do it. We're not going to do it. All right, let's get into some player movement, as we had some yesterday. And this one, a little odd for me. Uh, You don't see a lot of long snappers deciding to uh, leave and prepare themselves for the NFL. But Michigan did yesterday as Cameron Cheeseman has opted out of the year, and he's going to focus on getting ready for the NFL draft. There's jobs. There's there's jobs in the NFL for long snappers, but a little odd uh, that Cheeseman would opt to leap. Now, yesterday, uh, you know, we're obviously seeing plenty of teams practice getting on the field. Well, Ohio State got the return of Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade back. So, the NCAA obviously has cleared both of those players uh, because at first it was they had to get through the NCAA hurdles. Now, the good part for these two players is is that Davis announced on Friday prior to the uh, Tuesday announcement of the Big Ten returning a week and a half ago. So really, in all reality, Davis really couldn't have done much with an agency had he signed. And then Sean Wade, Sean Wade did it the day before that Monday. That Monday it was trending. Um, Ted Carter uh, with the hot mic at Nebraska uh, said that they were going to announce a return on Monday night. Well, they didn't do that, and I think that that you know they wanted to you know have the spotlight on themselves and not have Carter ruin it. So therefore, they did it on that Tuesday. But On that Monday, Sean Wade decided that he was going to opt out. I thought that was an odd decision, odd timing on Wade's part, but he's back on the field. Now, we're going to look across the other two stars that have opted back in, in Michigan's Jalen Mayfield and Rashad Bateman for Minnesota. The key here is these two young men opted out extremely early, and both of them signed with agencies. Now, the NCAA has to make a decision on these players. And I think that the NCAA should be lenient with these players. They should be. This is a strange situation. This is not normal. This is one-offs. They can make exceptions. And I think they should. Because these players were, they had their seasons taken away. And then they had their seasons given back to them. And it's tough. It's they don't know there's so much uncertainty. That's why there was the big Ten's parents United and Justin Fields signing that petition and Jim Harbaugh having protests in Ann Arbor at Michigan stadium at the big house. There is reason. And I think that the NCA should be lenient with these players. So I really want them to say, Hey, you know what? I, we need to have these players out there The We feel like we're doing them an injustice if due to certain circumstances that they can't get back. So uh, I'm rooting for the NCAA to make the right decision with the players that have opted back in Jalen Mayfield, Rashad Bateman, and potentially any other players who will be opting back in to a 2020 Big Ten season. So, uh Wisconsin released their roster yesterday uh, and there's 11 players gone. Now, I'm not going to name all the players. I'm just going to tell you the most notable one. And that is Reggie Pearson Jr., the safety. Uh, Pearson started all of the games last year. He's arguably the hardest hitter on the team. And man, that's uh that, that's a rough go for them. Uh, unfortunately, that Pearson is not on the team, but uh, they are getting a return of Offensive lineman John Dietzen, Uh, he has returned. He retired post eighteen bowl game, and decided that with multiple surgeries on his hips, that he he just couldn't take it anymore. He really wanted to play, continue to play, and throughout the last year or so, he has been working with the staff, saying, "Hey, look, I'm getting healthier. I'm feeling better. Let's you know keep this under wraps and just kind of see where it goes." Well, it's made a turn for the most positive way, and now you're going to see Dietzent back on the field for Wisconsin. So one loss and a gain on there for the Badgers yesterday with their schedule release. Um, so I teased this a little bit earlier with the athletic department cuts. Well, Ohio State, the I would say the biggest athletic department in the conference, they're going to see some hits as well. Uh, not only are they doing budget cuts, they have furloughed multiple employees, 25 full-time employees. Their positions are gone. They won't be needing them yet. And they are announcing a hundred and seven million dollar budget deficit. That is thirty million more than other schools have announced, including Nebraska and Iowa. Thirty-seven actually, if you're doing the math. It's a lot. That's, this is massive. And I think that is one of the reasons why the presidents and chancellors had to push forward with college football they had to. The amount of money that they were going to lose was so significant that they almost had no choice as to the matter. When they realized, look at the long-term ramifications of this. We're going to lose millions, hundreds of millions of dollars as a conference if we don't play football. If we don't at least give an attempt to play football. And so, here we are. All right, moving on to the basketball side of things. Fran McCaffrey, uh, Made a little bit of waves yesterday, especially for myself, because I hate what he's talking about. So through the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook podcast, uh, McCaffrey was on there, and he is in favor of expanding the NCAA this year. And he's citing the short and regular season. And again, I'm going to go back to the bowl stuff that I talked about earlier. I I don't like it. The ACC a few weeks ago proposed that all NCAA teams should be allowed into the NCAA tournament due to the shortened season. I'm not buying it as well. I hate it. I, I don't I, look, the logistics of having a tournament that magnitude just doesn't make sense to me. I understand the argument that McCaffrey has that the players are missing out. On games. The season is significantly shorter. It's starting over a month later than it normally would. But let's be real here. A lot of these teams are going to be one and done. Is it really in their best interest, specifically health wise? Because you're going to have to be put in a bubble for multiple weeks. Does this make sense? No, it doesn't. To be honest with you, you know what makes the most sense this year? Let's just Cut the NCA tournament a little bit short. Not have the 64-plus play-in games. Maybe cut it down to 32. Start there. I know it's difficult, but let's be real here. How hard is it going to be to have all these teams in bubbles for such a long time? This isn't the NBA. They don't have unlimited money. And the NBA doesn't even have unlimited money. I just, logistically, again, I don't think this would work. I just don't. And speaking of bubbles, according to John Rothstein, Nebraska will not play in the bubble that the Myrtle Beach Invitational was going to have. Uh, Rather, it looks like they're going to host their own bubble. And they're not going to host their own bubble with directional Nebraska schools. Although I don't think there are directional Nebraska schools. But anyways, the plan is for Nebraska to actually host some P5 schools in this and have a legit tournament i love this idea i think it's smart i think it would be a nice little test run for the ncaa is to see how these bubbles would be able to work going forward with an ncaa tournament so uh, I, they need to do that i think it's smart they need to have bubbles early on so they can say all right regionally this is how we're going to do it we can have eight teams in this region and this is how we're going to bubble them Let's practice first now, early on in the season, so that come the NCAA tournament, if we are still in this, if a vaccine has not been found and we aren't trending the wrong way still, because we're trending in the wrong way, if we're trending in the right way and a vaccine has been found, then yeah, this is 100% viable. They should be doing this. A test run for bubbles makes plenty of sense. So I think that this is smart. I think that this is a good idea. And a going forward, you know, it's a nice little test run for the NCAA with the NCAA tournament in mind. You know, that's big picture here. Small picture, yeah. Get some teams, some out of conference exposure. Get them to play a little bit. But big picture, a nice little warm up for the NCAA tournament. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the time and the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raiders reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.